It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. Okay, we're back. It has been quite a long time, but you're back in the playground for an episode of Playground <laughs> Rules. <laughs> <laughs> rules still the same. Rules remain the same. Yeah, same rules Nothing apply. Nothing but our limp, et cetera, et cetera. My name is Herb. I'm here with my great friend, Arik. Hey, buddy. What's going on, man? I've missed you. Oh, I know. Even though I saw you for the Super Bowl. Yeah. But we don't want to I don't know what you're talking about. about. Yeah, that never happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that was fun. We had a great time. Great time. <laughs> it good was fun. Food, I was really nice friends. to meet your cousin. And it was a great game, you know? It was the a great be- game. The better yeah. team won. Um if you had been, if you had told that your entire season, I mean, it's like with the Seahawks a couple of years ago. If I had been told that I would, my chance of winning the Super Bowl was one play at the end of the season, you know, you'd take that before the. Season oh, for starts. sure, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But, <laughs> but that's not what we're here to talk about. We have so much football to talk about. Uh, we have so <laughs> actually the first thing in our docket thing is actually yeah. somewhat football related. Usually, we like to talk about a little something else before we start, but we have so many stories to talk around. I don't know if we can afford to do it. No, I think we we have so much like basketball and basketball related things to talk about. I don't even think I think some of this was probably going to get pushed even to next week. Some of it's not that time sensitive. And some of it is also maybe a little old. But uh, let's just say this: um, get ready next week for me and Ark to spend to spend quite a bit of time talking about the '90s sitcom classic Roseanne because I have a lot of thoughts. Mm. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Any classic. any teasers for off topic discussions for next week? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Uh, not really. I've been, you know, maybe more Olympics talk. We'll see if I can come up with something Seattle-related to annoy you with. Great, exciting. Okay. <laughs> so, moving on. The first story yeah. on the docket is related to uh, football as well as basketball. Uh, Ark posted a very humorous ESPN story sort of uh, uh, comparing Brady and Jordan's careers in an attempt to determine who's Who's the real goat of goats? Um, it's uh, it's pretty entertaining, and it does actually kind of break down some uh, crucial aspects of their careers. And the uh, ultimate conclusion uh, the writer comes up with is that if Brady wins one more Super Bowl, he can surpass Jordan. Um, I think he's already surpassed him. Thoughts? Uh, I think that Roger Federer has surpassed both of them. Interesting. You know, I, I'm not nearly familiar enough with his career to uh, uh, argue for or against that. But I will say that I uh, strongly disagree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Federer just won. The reason I posted this is because at the time, Federer had just won the Australian Open for a record-tying sixth time, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, He he won it at 36 years old. He'll be 37 at the end of August. Mm Mm-hmm. He no, he is the second oldest person to ever win a major, and the oldest since the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, he has won twenty majors now, which is six more than the all-time record that no one thought would ever be beaten mm-hmm. by Pete Sampras. Mm-hmm. He is he has won more majors over the age of thirty than anyone ever has. Aren't there like fifteen seen, majors a year though? No, there's four. Four still, that's a lot. There's four majors a year, yeah, but no one else has come close. That's what I'm saying. It, it, you would your argument would make sense if anyone else okay, was near wait, him. Okay, wait. So the record was not. 16. The weather was 14. 14, and he has how many? 20. So what's that ratio? Six to 20. So it's about uh, 20% something. About like 20% more than the next best than anyone else. Yeah, in history. So if and Brady were it, to win one more Super Bowl, it'd be uh, uh, five. Oh, sorry, six 
Six. versus five just... for Terry Bradshaw, yeah. which barely even counts because uh, that was not the quarterback <laughs> era. Uh, no, I mean Brady's right there. This is a, this is only an interesting conversation if Brady's close. Yeah, I don't and, know that I think it's an Jordan interesting conversation, well. but I hear what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would also argue that uh, being a professional tennis player is more physically demanding than being Tom Brady, but Yikes. that's a whole other. Um, conversation. Anyway, that is why I posted. I also am going to say that I do not think that Tom Brady is a better athlete than Michael Jordan, but I do think Tom Brady is a criminally underrated athlete. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously he doesn't have the physical talents that Michael Jordan had, but, you know. No. Anyone who watched him try to catch that pass from Danny Amendola knows that. Boy, that was rough. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, not, that was not his finest moment. Anyway, yeah, uh, we can agree that all three of those guys are, are all tremendously timers. great. Absolutely. But you wouldn't even argue that Brady is the best in his sport, for the record. I wouldn't argue. Oh, I would. You mean you're saying I wouldn't put anyone else in front of Brady in football? No, you would. You explicitly Who said that I, you would in the last episode. You said he was on a short list. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know with who. I mean, he's, you know, I just don't know. You know, I think when, when Michael Jordan retired, the overwhelming consensus of everyone involved in that sport was this is the greatest player of all time. When Wayne Gretzky retired, same thing. You know, there are some guys who just, uh, you do not think you will ever see anyone uh, better than them, ever. And I don't know that people feel quite that confident about Tom Brady, but, so it's more of like a sneaky case, mm-hmm. and I don't know why that is, because mm-hmm. he's he's done so much. Um, I don't know if it's just the nature of football. Well, I think his reputation, his, his undeserved reputation for being a cheater. Oh, for a cheating. His, like, pretty yeah. boy status. I mean, there's a lot of things he does that drive people crazy. Yeah, by the way, I don't believe that Brady has ever cheated. I believe Belichick has cheated. I don't think Brady has cheated. Uh, yeah, well, we don't... We, we, we're, we're five minutes we're, in we're, here. We're doing let's exactly what we said we were going to do. So let's, let's, let's move on. Um, so this next thing, I don't know if you want to hit this. Uh, I just think it's really, really funny that, just in super brief, this is like super out of date now, but uh-huh. on the when Simmons had Bill Simmons had Jalen Rose on his podcast the other day, or like a week or two ago, which was awesome, by the way. I don't know if you listened to it, but it was super great. Uh-huh. Really it was very interesting. those two back together. But um, they both agreed that LeBron could not choose a Warrior or Kyrie for his All-Star team, and then he did both, and I just think that's funny. Yeah, um, I, think, I think LeBron is kind of a master um, diplomat, you know, he's... he's, he's 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 so good at navigating the politics of the NBA, and uh, I think it was really smart. Yeah, I do too. I, that's what I was going to say. I think it's actually really smart. Pick the best players, sow some discord, have some fun, put everyone's narrative on wh- where it belongs, which is that these are all dumb. Like, Yeah, it's not going to be hard for them to all get along and just have fun playing a game of basketball no, together. it's an and then, all-star yeah, game. And then you don't have the narrative of, ooh, LeBron yeah. versus Kyrie. Exactly. Yeah. He he defanged all these things. Uh, similarly, how dumb does Russell... Well, either how dumb does Russell Westbrook look now, or how smart does Russell Westbrook look, Westbrook look now, because, of course, Paul George was chosen to replace DeMarcus Cousins. Do you think that that was because Westbrook complained, or was Paul George just the It would be uh, deliciously ironic if that was the case, because it was mm. Russell Westbrook who was so critical of uh, Dame Lillard for whining his way into the All-Star game. Right. Exactly. And did he right. inadvertently whine his person into the All-Star game? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is, I think Paul George deserves it. I don't, yeah, I don't know totally. who I would put in ahead of him. I mean, there's a lot of obvious no, I mean, players, we, but yeah. He, we're seeing all these people come in because of all the injuries. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I mean, this is so loaded. I, I do not know how to kind of like parse this out because so many of the All-Star game replacements uh, tie into some uh, really... 
bummer injuries that have happened. Uh, yeah. So really, bummer. obviously, you know, good for you, Paul George. You get to play an All Star game. We're all very pleased for you. But like the Demarcus Cousins Achilles terror, that's is, all time, all time depressing. Yeah, it is such a bummer because that, that is a serious, serious injury. Um, Nobody really Achilles. I mean, nowadays, like we're going to talk. Let's move this up. So Kristaps Porzingis tore his ACL. Yeah. Also, and that huge, sucks. Huge, huge bummer. Huge bummer. We're huge Porzingis fans here at the at the rules, but um, <laughs> but at the same time, in the in twenty eighteen, an ACL tear is not the same injury that it was ten years ago, twenty years ago. It's not a career ender. It's not even a career threatener. He will likely lose some of whatever. But the guy's seven three. He wasn't really relying on entirely on athleticism. It'll as people have said, it'll probably you know um, hasten his his switch to being more of a uh, center full time, yeah. but it's it's not going to fundamentally remove Kristaps Porzingis as being one of the best and most talented young players in the game. This Achilles tear, I mean, that's not the same thing. People do not come back. I mean, like there's, look at Wesley there's Johnson, one example. Yeah. Look at look at so many players. Yeah. I think there's one. They did a they did a what, Wes Matthews. You mean? Oh, sorry. They yeah. did a um, they did a uh, in that article that, that we'll post, they did a, a look at, like, all the players who've had Achilles tears, and, like, one guy has come back at anything close to a, a good level. Like, it's just, it's still a very, very serious injury, and I think that it's really depressing, especially because, well, first of all, you and I both are DeMarcus Cousins fans, but mm-hmm. also he was playing some of his best basketball of his career right when it happened. Yeah, and the, and the Pelicans were sort of this, like, it seems like every year there's a team that sort of defies uh, prediction, prediction and, and everyone says, oh, there's no way this can work. This, this, these mm-hmm. guys stink, and it's not like they were setting the world on fire, but they were playing some pretty good basketball. Yeah, but they, were, they were pretty good, and yeah. they—I don't know—they seemed like a good candidate for maybe like an upset in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, they, sure. they were a lot of fun, you know. And now uh, it's all over, and now it's kind of back to like being like now they Nikola Mirotic. Hey, come on, we all love Nikolai, but yeah, he's no, he's, I do love Nikola Mirotic, but that is quite the. The fall from grace. He is not. You know, uh, from... He is not uh, to Marcus Cousins. He is not to Marcus Cousins. By the way, is anyone surprised that Nikola Mirotic is no longer a bull? <laughs> I thought. <laughs> I like... honestly thought once he came back and he started playing really, really well, that they might have just said, you know, screw it. We were talking about Demarcus. Let's just say yeah. uh, that is a huge bummer. The thing that stinks yeah. about uh, the uh, uh, what's his face Kristaps' uh, injury is that a, a torn ACL. Uh, at this time in the year, basically miss means that he's going to miss the bulk. You know, he's going to miss the rest of this season, and then he'll probably miss the bulk of and next year. A half of next season. Yeah, at yeah. least. He, they, I think January is when they predict him to come back, but I think that's even... It might be a little off. They're, they're going to be really, really conservative with him. It's, he's all they have. It's basically a two-season watch. Um, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, he will not be... Even if he comes back midway through next season, he will not be... We will not know what the status of Kristaps Porzingis is until the twenty. 20 season yeah and he's young so that's fine but like that sucks for the knicks i mean their their development plans we've we've spent a lot just of took a, we've spent a lot of time on the show talking about uh, how miserable it must be to be a new york knicks fan and a lot of that yeah. stuff has been authored by the incompetence uh of of james dolan and various mm-hmm. people that he's hired but this is just uh this is bad luck yeah, this is just horrible horrible luck and and our hearts they, they finally had something to to care about our hearts go out to uh those people. Um, Sorry. You're right. You're right. <sighs> this next story, I didn't actually read this Which one because I hate talking about this guy. But is there anything oh. you want to say about it? <laughs> no, it's just really funny. 
<laughs> Sorry. We have a kind of, you know, we have a ball family kind of like whatever on the show, but like this is just really funny. The title of this Deadspin article, Random Ass Lithuania mm-hmm. will host Lonzo Ball's first ever rap concert performance. Yeah. So Which I just that's just really, really funny to me. Yeah. Like the amount of which the amount of to which the balls have decided that, you know, the the, the best thing they can do with their lives is be megastars in Lithuania just <clears throat> fills my heart with joy. Also, the idea of calling Lithuania a random-ass country, which I... That's super condescending. Which we, we, I know, and we have a, a good friend who would probably not, not appreciate that characterization of his <laughs> wife's home country, but um, or his wife's, you know, family's home country. But, yeah, it's just really, really funny. Like, I'm so happy that I do not have these people, other than Lonzo, like, in my life anymore, mm-hmm. but this story was just too funny to pass up. Like, also, Lonzo, rap concert, Lithuania. Just... That's all I need to tell you. You're already laughing. It is but, pretty amazing. Um, but, yeah, weird. I'm going to reordering this list a little bit because before we go on to the uh, bigger stories, which were one of which we no longer have any reason to talk about, but I just want to talk about these two quick jersey things. Okay. Just, like, for fun. Because, first of all, this OKC jersey is garbage. Hang on a second. Let me bring these up. Um, God, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, it I, looks I don't like, like, no, have, did you see it on TV? Uh, no, I did not watch. Okay, so it looks like, you know, like when you're watching like a low quality stream on the internet and like the pixels are just off a little bit, Mm -hmm. so everything looks a little glitched out. Mm -hmm. That's what this jersey looks like all the time. Yeah. It looks like I think that's a neat effect, though. Yeah, okay. This might be my prejudice for the organization, but I think it's trash. I don't think it's the worst. I don't even think it's their worst jersey. They have really, really bad jerseys in general. Do you think I'm not a fan of this? Do one. you think they'll ever do? Because uh, you know how, like sometimes the uh, Timberwolves will wear like a Huskies jersey uh, uh-huh. in honor of like the franchise that they used to be. Do you think? They'll... I think I know where you're going with this, and I don't like it. But all I'm saying, do you think it will happen? I know, like I know. No, it's hard for you to be clear about, clear-eyed about. This no, thing. I don't think it will happen. Though I really don't. They they put EST 2008 on their shit. Yeah. Like they 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 are very they actually I will say this like they don't want any association with the Sonic's legacy we don't want them to have any yeah. association with the Sonic legacy that's pretty universal like I I mean if if another thirty forty years went by and for some reason Seattle doesn't get a new basketball team then I think it could happen like if if at some point it's just so like all the people like me are just not really caring anymore uh-huh. but like in anything approaching a reasonable amount of time I just don't see it happening they don't want they just don't want that association because it was such a it was such a widely panned and uh, and and looked down upon move. It was so done so awfully in the trial mm-hmm, and everything like mm-hmm. that. Like I think it was pretty universally felt like it was a steel job. And so I just don't. I think they would rather just like forget about that and just be happy they have a basketball team. I don't really think they want. Like I don't even like it when announcers on TV are like they just set the franchise record, beating a record from you know yeah. Dennis Johnson yeah. from nineteen. It's like no, come on now. I, I mean I get it, but come on. I, I hear what you're and, saying. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think there's so much uh, uh, nastiness and pat blood and just kind of grossness, yeah. general grossness there that it's hard to imagine that they would ever do that. Additionally, um, what, if and when the Sonics do come back, then obviously it'll be off the table anyway. But also, um, I think the NBA has made it pretty clear that they'll do something similar to what happened with the Hornets and the Pelicans, where like the pre. Oklahoma, like basically at that point, Oklahoma City's history will start in 2008, and they will be considered to be like they were a new franchise, yeah. and all of the records yeah. will go back to Seattle. So, cool. But on the flip side of that awful jersey is one of my favorite, my new favorite all-time jerseys. It's a beauty. I really think this is it is a incredible. Beauty. The uh, Miami yeah. Heat, Miami Vice jersey. It's so good. It's just fun. 
It's so good. And I mean, this comes from a franchise whose logo is in my top whatever of like worst basketball logos. <laughs> like, really? It's a, I mean, it's up there with the Seattle Mariners in terms of worst sports logos. But this jersey with that like hot pink Miami and that blue, I mean, it's perfect. It was gorgeous. You know, this kind of reminds me uh, a few weeks ago, we were talking about the, uh, the, Oh, G League, jersey? no, the the G League SpongeBob oh, wow. uniforms, oh, yeah. and the idea of franchises doing uh, uh, sort of pop culture tie-ins, and and this is the closest that we've ever gotten in the NBA. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, explicitly definitely. referencing a TV show, um, and I think it looks great. A TV show that hasn't been on the air in a really long yeah, time, yeah. but it is it's so great. It's just so fun. I just wanted let's to say, good job, let's Miami. Goodwill yeah, hunting, more Celtics jerseys. Uh, yeah, I mean, what <laughs> two apples on it? <laughs> No, like or whatever. But like, I think that you know, given the, given that we live in an era where te- teams have realized, like, let's keep pumping out jerseys. You know, people will buy them. Like, if if we're gonna be living in that in that era, like, this is um, this is the best possible scenario is that they do fun things, not that they do boring nonsense. Mm-hmm. I do think that it's ultimate software is a little generic for their brand partnership, but yeah, no, I think you only have so much so. say in that. Yeah. Oh, really? I thought no. I thought this the team. Made the deal with the company. Oh well, sure, yeah. I but I I, th- I just think whoever whatever business side of that team is making that part of the deal isn't really doesn't really give a hoot how it looks. Yeah, but they view. should. I mean, it's like when when the Oakland Coliseum was called Network Associates Arena. Uh-huh. That was not it was not a great not a great time. Some companies shouldn't be allowed to sponsor. I agree. Sleepy Train, Sleepy Train Arena. That's oh yeah, the <laughs> Sleep Train Arena. Um, oh my god! But that really fits well with what you know with their. <laughs> <laughs> their aesthetic. So moving on, I can't believe we've been talking for almost twenty minutes, and we've yet to hit on this massive, massive, massive story. Which one? Uh, <laughs> this is the Blake Griffin one? Yeah, that's the next one on the list, right? Yeah, yeah, we're going down the list. So Blake Griffin is now a Detroit Pistons. This is old news. Everyone knows this. Everyone's this is such old discussed news. endlessly, but ad nauseum. We would be remiss oh. if we didn't at least acknowledge this. Yeah, they haven't heard us yeah. talk about it. The, the top-notch, uh, you know, analysis from Playground. Well, I feel like we have to bring this up because if our loyal listeners, as they may remember, uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago, you we were kind of talking about the Clippers conundrum and, and what could yeah. these guys do. And I said if I was the GM of L.A., I would look into trading Griffin and try to get a high return. Now, did they get a high return? <laughs> They got they got a pretty yeah. good return. They got better return than the Cavs did. They got Tobias Harris. They got yeah. Avery. Tobias Harris is a stud. He's good. He's a good player. People thought yeah. he was almost an all-star candidate this year. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Tobias Harris is a stud. Avery Bradley is really solid. Yeah. Boban's a throw-in. And then the first and second. A first and a second. Yeah. And uh, the Clippers also send Bryce Johnson and Willie Reed. So all you... Uh, yeah, although I think Willie Reed's actually been traded since then, hasn't he? I, I don't know. We'll get there. Yeah, he's a bull now. Ugh, so much to unpack. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> I think the bottom line is is that contract was huge. It was it, it was rapidly rapidly going to turn into an albatross. And I think the Clippers just kind of said, "Hey, this is even despite all the the cleaning of house that we've done recently to sort of uh start over from the the Lob City era uh despite all that that house cleaning that we've done if if we have this contract for the next four and a half years, we're still going to be still going to be kind of eking out the last vestige of that era. And they just want to start over. And, and I respect that. Um, did you, do you think that they could have gotten more for Blake? I, I just think the contract is too. 
No, they, I think that they the from the perspective of the Clippers, I think this was a pretty great trade. Um, I'm not I'm not sure there was a ton of uh, offers out there for. We kind of live in this crazy world where because of the contracts that were handed out a couple of years ago, um, so many of the teams that might otherwise have been interested are just so maxed out. Um, cap wise, that they, they're they're hitting repeater taxes mm-hmm. and like I mean those those bills get really insane. I think next if LeBron comes back next year, the the Cavs luxury tax bill is projected to be a hundred million dollars. Yeah, well, for example. he's not. So he's I just think that back. that's not the point. Yeah. I understand, I, that, I hear you, but I that's hear you. not the point. So uh, I just think that you know previously you know a team that felt like they were one or two pieces away might have been interested but also i think that the days of kind of gutting your team like what are you getting like it's like i think a lot of teams paid a lot of attention to things like the carmelo anthony uh trade mm-hmm. and stuff like that so it's you kind of need to balance that what you need is exactly what they found which is a team that really wants to be in the mediocre middle yeah <laughs> like yeah. like the pistons are not a team that they just you know it's kind of the perfect setup they just moved into a new arena they're having trouble filling the seats. There's not a lot of enthusiasm. Now they have, they have they this like sort of bona fide superstar, um, yeah. someone who brings yeah. people in, and it doesn't really matter. Although some people do seem to think that this makes the Pistons better and kind of a threat in the playoffs. I, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. But. No, I don't. I don't see that. I. I. I, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Uh, by the way, just as a random note, because today, yeah, parsing all this out today is pretty complicated. It looks like Willie Reed not only traded the Bulls, but likely to be waived because he's been banned for six games due to domestic violence charges. Yikes! Come on, Willie. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. an ambassador all... for the league. Kids look up to you, dude. Don't do that. <laughs> what did Charles Barkley say back in the day? I ain't no role model. <laughs> what but, um, What do you think is? Who, who, sorry, sorry. Who do you think is the uh, better? Clipper now, or uh, Piston now, uh, Blaker, DeAndre, uh, God, DeAndre. <laughs> he's basically DeAndre, Andre. 2.0, right? Andre Drummond, DeAndre, DeAndre and Andre. Andre, wow, I didn't even think about that, uh, Blake, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think DeAndre, oh my God, yeah, Andre, uh, Drummond, Drummond is a, a, a solid player, and he's certainly having a pretty surprisingly great year, mm-hmm. Um, although I know his free throws have come down a little bit. Still, just the fact that he improved it at all. I mean, Shaq spent you know years trying to do that. Um, is really impressive. And I think Drummond... But but I just feel like Blake, even after everything that's happened, Blake's upside is just a higher... Uh, Drummond is a pretty limited offensive talent. I mean, you know, it's mm-hmm. a lot of rolling and dunking. And, you know, he's not really a shooter of any kind of real real threat. And, and you know, he's, he's a great... He's a better defensive player than Blake. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I Drummond and... and and DeAndre Jordan, actually, I mean, people have made this comparison. They're not all that different to me. Yeah, that's Drummond's fair. younger, but uh, and still has more potential, I would say, than, than DeAndre. And he's, I think, he he seems to have a higher basketball IQ than than DeAndre Jordan. But um, but Blake Griffin, uh, I mean, Blake Griffin is one of those effortless scorer types. I mean, I think he's just a better player. That's fair. But we'll see. That's fair. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see them play together. Well, or I guess it has been interesting. It's working out pretty. Yeah, well. it has been working out pretty well. And I feel like. Uh... Andre has kind of looked like the best player on the court in those games, but maybe it's because of what. Yeah, Griffin small sample size. He knows the. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, but but just so we know, the Detroit Pistons are currently on a five-game win streak. So. I feel like so a lot of people have been talking about uh, the you know the the thing that's like sort of funny about this if we if we can kind of step back and be a little dispassionate and not not feel bad for these these people who are human beings and their feelings are hurt, but they're human beings. We can be dispassionate for a moment and uh, just yeah. enjoy 
one of the funnier aspects of this. A lot of people have talked about uh, uh, the um, the the way that the Clippers were able to uh, entice Blake to sign this massive contract. And they oh yeah, they had a Blake Griffin museum. And they had yeah. a fake jersey retirement ceremony that was simulated as if it was being done in like uh, it was like twenty thirty, which he's not playing that long. Um, and yeah. they had all the employees of the Clippers wear a hilarious T-shirt that said "Pioneers," um, and it had all these iconic people that I guess they assumed that uh, Blake would be flattered to be associated with. And I, I personally found this to be. Uh, a borderline offensive, uh, but it is also okay. kind of funny. So it's it's Blake Griffin and nine other people. And I know okay. you've seen the shirt. How many of the nine yes. people, the pioneers alongside Blake Griffin, <laughs> how many of these nine people can you name without looking at it? Without looking at the shirt? Yeah. I, I saw the shirt once very quickly. Was it Nelson Mandela? Correct. Oh, wait, no. Uh, I'm sorry. Martin I'm sorry. Nelson Mandela's not on there. Oh, wait. Martin Luther King Jr.? Sorry. How many can you name? Martin Luther King Jr.? Uh yes, Mahatma Gandhi. Yes, okay. Um, so that's three of nine. Uh, I remember those because I was just like, "Are you effing kidding me?" <laughs> uh, that that's probably the. I mean, Steve Jobs is not on there. No, no. Like, I don't so know you got else. I don't you got Muhammad Ali. You got John. Oh, F- Muhammad Ali. John F. Kennedy. <laughs> you got Obama. You got uh, okay. Michael Jackson, yeah. Lincoln. Okay. And Einstein. (laughs) (laughs) I just pulled it up. Oh, my God. Now, one thing that is kind of shocking. I mean, the whole thing is shocking. It's obviously a joke, right? No, dude. That's definitely not a joke. That has to be a joke. I'm telling you, it's not, man. Nobody could realistically wear that shirt. Although I would wear it if I had one, I'm, I'm, I totally would too. I am surprised, um, given his love of comedy and his, uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, he's been on an episode of Broad City. He goes to open yeah. mic nights and does. Yeah, stand-up. that was a good episode. That was a very funny episode. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't put like like Richard Pryor or Lenny Bruce or someone like that on there. Yeah, and, well, anyone that's not, I mean, that is not just borderline offensive. That's pretty offensive. What do you mean? I mean, you know, oh, the shirt. Yeah, yeah. It's extremely uh, yeah, that's insane. You're right, but you're right. You know, I yeah. There's not much that can be said about that. We should we should move we should on. move we on. That's a long list. We still have a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, oh my god! But yeah, Blake Griffin okay. in Detroit. I think it's kind of exciting. I I was really kind of sick of the Clippers thing, um, and uh, I think a fresh start is good, and, and hopefully you get a couple of good years out of uh, Blake. And who knows? Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Who knows? But uh, by the way, Drummond had like 27 rebounds the other night. That's just ridiculous. He but is really good. He's a beast. Yeah. So at the time that I posted the next story, it was because the Suns had bought out Greg Monroe. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask you the question, where would you go if you were Greg Monroe? I'll but say of course, that I think he made the right choice. Yes. Because, of course, in the intervening time, we know that he went to the your uh, Boston Celtics. And I agree that he definitely made the, the right choice. The two choices he basically had were... Take less money, go to New Orleans, where he's from, and mm-hmm. start and and have a chance to really kind of reestablish himself. Um, yeah. Or take more money, go to Boston, maybe come off the bench. Although I think he'll probably be starting by the end of the season. And uh, uh, have he's really good. He's a very good player. And yeah, 
I mean, this definitely makes the Celtics better. You know, uh, it's sort of like have have a chance to compete for a championship. Asterix, yeah, the asterisk being like they're not actually going to win a championship, but have a chance to be on on a really competitive team. That in a a year where there was not a abomination like the Warriors in the league, <laughs> they might have a chance at winning a title. You know, absolutely. I I think that this is. Uh, a very smart play from him. And I like seeing a basketball... I mean, he did take more money, I suppose. Right? Mm-hmm. He did. But, um, you know, it's, like, nice to see someone go into a good basketball situation. But, like, Greg Monroe is, I think, pretty criminally underrated in his own right. And this is definitely... A, a, the rich get richer, for sure. Um, it's... You know, this feels like a P.J. Tucker kind of pickup. It's so amazing when when a guy like Greg Monroe uh, becomes so... Uh, 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 unvalued by his team that he gets bought out. I mean, Greg Rowe is a, a sorry. Greg Monroe is a really, really good player. Like, how did it get so bad in Phoenix? It's it's kind of fascinating. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. yeah, but I'm I as a Celtic fan, I'm really excited uh, to have him on the team. As a Greg Monroe fan, I'm really excited to have him uh, somewhere where he's valued, and we can hopefully see him play a little bit more. And as a basketball fan, I'm over the moon. <laughs> me too buddy me too all right let's uh do you have anything else you want to say about it no let's move on so uh next up we have uh just a really quick one sentence thing on what this would have been a much longer discussion last time but um if the golden state warriors were to sign lebron james yeah. that would be the final end game apocalypse destruction of basketball as we know so it. this this Full this stop. was a huge story last week because people love yeah. to talk about this kind of thing even though it was a whole lot of nonsense no one really knows totally. where it came from some people think it really came from stupid. the warriors camp to just put out a feeler some people think it came from lebron's camp to put pressure on cleveland but yeah the uh, the i the reported story was that some person somewhere said that if uh the Warriors could clear the cap space. LeBron would take a meeting to play with that team. Um, uh, yeah, and obviously that's ridiculous. And obviously if it happened, it would seriously, seriously damage LeBron's legacy. It, yeah, it would be as well as all of basketball. Yeah, it would be such a joke, you know? And, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much else is there to say about it? It's, it's No, 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 no. There's nothing to say, and that's fine, and we don't need to say anything else. It's just like I we had to comment on it. it this would be – I mean, we were extremely anti-Kevin Durant going to the Warriors, yeah. but if LeBron James went there too, it's just like, okay, so is every game just an all-star game against the rest of the league? Like, I – stupid. The thing is, uh, and I, I feel like with each passing, you know, sentence, uh, we, we give this non-story more validity, which uh, uh, disagrees with me. But I will say – uh, most people think in order to make this work, they'd have to sign, uh, or they'd have to trade Clay Thompson. They'd have to do like a sad and train thing. Yeah, but I saw one where they didn't have to. Oh, okay. I would just, I was just going to say, I wouldn't trade Clay Thompson for LeBron. No, I wouldn't trade Clay Thompson either. They didn't trade him for Kevin Love and they shouldn't trade him for LeBron. No. It, you know, it's, you know, it's just a dumb, it's a non-starter. It's not going to happen, I suspect. But anyway, next story you added. I did. And... It's hilarious. This is pretty amazing. So John Wall yeah. has had knee surgery. If uh, if the Kristaps and uh, Cousins uh, news hadn't happened, you know, this probably would be the sad injury that we're talking about. Cause he's like he's missing like two months or something like that. Um, yeah, it's good. He hasn't been having a great season uh, for him. Um, he's been up and down, but he's been all he's right. been all right. He's been all right, but it does seem like something's wrong. And, and this surgery is probably going to be pretty good for him. But lo and behold. 
he leaves to get the surgery, and all of a sudden the wizards who've been really struggling prior to that start to look really, really good. Um, and they're winning all these games, and people are indirectly throwing shade at John Wall now. Now, there was a... It's not even that indirect. I mean, it is indirect, but it's not that indirect. Who was it? There was a guy... There was a guy a few weeks ago that got into it with John Wall, and he said no one on his team likes him. And I remember thinking, like, that can't be true. But it <laughs> seems like this might be the case. I mean... Seems like it might be true. Yeah. Martian Gortat, yeah. after a victory on the 1st of February, said, unbelievable win tonight. Great, quote, team, unquote, victory. Uh, and then, uh, you know, there uh, someone asked John Wall about it, and he... He kind of dissed March and Quartet. He said, I don't know where this is coming from. I mean, this is, like, ugly. Like, I don't see how, when he comes back, I don't know what they do. Because the trade deadline is over. At this point, you're only going to be able to buy people out. They're not, not buying out them. John Wall. I mean, they're not going to buy out John Wall, but what about March and Quartet? What do you do with I don't think they're going to buy out either. It's cra- Well, the problem is that it's not just March and Quartet, because then Bradley Beal told the reporters that everyone eats without Wall in the mm-hmm. lineup. and then But then clarified that, of course, we're better with John Wall. But then John Wall was like... They got my phone number. They can call me. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Gortat was like, you know, every, we're playing together. We're we're you know, uh, we're blah blah blah. I, it's just like who's attacking who. All this nonsense. But it just does not look like you know. And it is interesting because of course, isn't John Wall like famously pretty close with um with Boogie Cousins? Yeah, because they're both from Kentucky, right? They both went yeah. to. The, they were both on that Kentucky yeah. team. Yeah, and I just it's it's like similar to things you hear about Kentucky. I just think you know some people are. You know, we gotta we forget that you know this is also these are also young men spending a lot of time around each other, and you know there's some people are easier to get along with than others. And. It's um, it's it's kind of hilarious because obviously the Celtics and the Wizards don't get along, so the the fan in me doesn't like the Wizards, so I can't help but find this all really really amusing. Um, right, we're playing them tonight, so we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, uh, John Wall. Apparently not uh, that fun to play basketball with. Apparently not. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, if you haven't, I, you know, I do think if you haven't watched the video uh, of John Wall oh, responding to this, and, uh, and, and our listeners, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Um, he calls the uh, quotation marks exclamation points, um, and it's otherwise pretty entertaining. Yeah, it's great. Shoot, we're getting we're getting very near the end, dude. Uh, yeah, but the end is going to be... The end is going to be the beginning. <laughs> um, it's a trick. Yeah, so, okay, okay. Cavs suck. The Cavs stink story doesn't really need to be addressed, because we're going to no. talk quite a bit about the Cavs. Um, no, let's just jump over it. But before we get to the big story, mm-hmm. I just want to mention that a Pacers-Pelicans game was postponed because at the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans... There was a leak in the roof, and they claim that they cannot fix it right now, so they're just going to put, like, a catch bucket up there to catch the water. This is an NBA team with millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars in profits, revenues, and expenses, and they can't fix a leak in their effing roof. And it's just mind-blowing to me. It's pretty amazing. Um, Did they say why they couldn't fix it? Yeah, sort of. I mean, I'm not a... I'm not a roofing expert, as the saying goes. Oh, you're not? But uh, no. Weirdly, no. 
But they said that it, they basically needed to inspect the roof. I presume at a time when it wasn't raining, but um, the basin was the only thing they could do at short notice. But they didn't notice there was a problem until 30 minutes before the tip-off, which is also insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything about the story is just ridiculous. But it's not the first time I've heard things about like the we we or we've heard things about the Pelicans' facilities not not being top notch, and it's not really that shocking given that they're their ownership situation and everything else. So mm-hmm. it's just amazing to me. It's just like with the amount of money and the amount of attention and everything else, it just seems impossible that that kind of stuff could happen, but clearly it can. Very, very uh, curious. Very curious. Yeah. Um, and finally, so let's just, the show that, mo- that the news that most other shows would have started with. I'm going to go just through the ESPN Every trade. trade tracker. I'm going to call them out. We don't have to spend a lot of time on all of these, but let's just like, no. let's, uh, so let's just do it. I'm going to go after the, uh, we already mentioned the, the Miritich trade. That was on February 1st, so I'm going to start on February 5th. Okay? Feb 5th. Yeah, let me just get to the same. Yes, Feb 5th. I'm here. Brooklyn Nets trade Tyler Zeller to Milwaukee for Rashad Vaughn and a protected second-round pick. Uh, this probably means more to you than me because, of course, Zeller was on your Celts mm-hmm, for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the Bucks need to make the playoffs, right? I, I mean, guess. To make the I mean, it doesn't really make them that much better. This is a real kind of like uh, what they call a nothing burger. I mean, I like Tyler yeah, Zeller. It's an inside basketball kind of. He's thing. a good kid. Um, I don't really have an opinion on Rashad Bond, uh, but I mean, a protected second round pick. The fact that that's that's the the kicker that tells you about how much of an impact that uh, this uh, this should have. Um, Kevin Pelton at ESPN gave the Bucks a C minus for this trade, and the Brooklyn Nets an A. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, well, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, good luck, Tyler Zeller. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Charlotte Hornets. Wait, you going the wrong direction? Where are you going? I'm skipping over all these like things that are just like stories about like. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, reporting yeah, yeah, yeah. might be. Yeah, none of that happened. All right, uh, so really hurting for Johnny O'Brien and two second round picks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So this this really to me is like I mean the grades are B and C from ESPN. Uh-huh. I think that's about how I feel about this. It's mm-hmm. like this is like window dressing trading. You know, well, I guess we'll see. Um, Hernan Gomez really wanted out. He got out. It's good for him. It's a little surprising to me that they're doing this. The New York is doing this at a time when Porzingis is now going to be unavailable for like the next sixteen months. But well, they made the deal. Yeah. Oh, no, it was after, after yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't know what they're yeah. thinking. So, a little odd, but, um, you know, and second round picks seem to be the currency of the moment. Yeah. Um, All right, so yeah. moving on. We got um, Lou Williams, new three year deal. Yep, Lou Williams signed an extension, which is interesting because I, you know, no one really knows what the Clippers' intention is uh, after trading Blake. <laughs> That's so true. It was like, oh, this is a rebuild. They're doing a rebuild, but you don't sign. Lou Williams for three years. I mean, I know that's going to be yeah, a very a tradable man. contract, but like, he's is he? You think he's becoming a starter now, or I don't know. I really don't know what they're thinking. Um, yeah, the Clippers continue to. Bet. I still don't know what he's thinking. I don't know why he agreed to it. Like, why would you want to stay there? Like, go be a six man for a really good team, and you know, maybe maybe make some noise in the playoffs. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know I guess he just thinking. took the you know the money. More money. Um, Jameer Nelson money, less was traded in the Miritich deal, and then 
Yeah, Jameer Nelson and Tyler Ennis, I think. Yeah, they traded him from Chicago to the Pistons for other people, and they're going to swap some yeah. tiers. Jameer Nelson used to be really good, but now he's kind of not. Jameer Nelson did used to be really good. Uh, then, uh, James happened, Ennis to the Detroit Pistons for Bryce Johnson. Bryce Johnson. Pick. Cool. Great. Uh, the Miami Heat have agreed to trade forward Akara White for forward Luke Babbitt. Also uh, kind of a uninteresting. Oh, and then we get... Oh, boy. Wait. Are, have we arrived? Do we want to do this in order? Wait. Okay, okay. Hang on. There's still... What? Indulge me. I want to I want to come back to this, but this is obviously okay. the big so We're going to skip. We're going to skip the big. Okay. So first of all... Okay. Um, hang on. Hang on. So, I'm going to so start we're going all the way here. to the New York Knicks. So, we're going to go to the ML and Will Moody. start at the top, because this is all stuff. We'll start at the top. And we'll all right, let's hit the, the really, really big ones at the end. Okay, so we, Greg Monroe, obviously, we talked about. Greg Monroe officially uh, today signed by the Celtics. They hadn't signed him yet to have some trade flexibility, but they are going to Clippers didn't deal DeAndre Jordan. Sheldon Mack to the Hawks. Yeah. Uh, cool. Great. Uh, Alfred uh, Payton. This is, this is actually yeah. one that I really want to talk about. Alfred Payton to the Phoenix yeah. Sun. For a second round pick? Yeah, how the mighty have, well, how the semi-mighty have fallen. How the hair has fallen. <laughs> Is it that bad? I mean, now Alfred, he's been pretty bad. He's not having a great season, and he won't cut his hair, and it's obviously in his way all the time, which is like, <laughs> I know I know he's like trying to do like the James Harden thing where he has some sort of signature look. But yeah, you also need to play as well as James Harden. Yeah, first of all, yeah, you're no James Harden. Second of all, the hair looks stupid. Third of all, it's always in your eyes, and it's obviously affecting your game. Like, just like, I, is it like a pride thing at this point? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think the main problem here is that he was uh, he was playing a little bit better this year, but he's still pretty pretty average. I mean, is he one of the top twenty five best point guards in the NBA? Probably uh, not. I would not say and so. he and he's going to be a free agent next season. So. After next season, so you know the Suns take a flyer, see if a change of scenery. Is that right? Is it? Is know. this his? Uh, this is his third year, so he won't be a free. He, yeah, he has one one more year remaining. And then and after yeah, next then season, he's a free agent. Okay, but his 2018 salary is like 3.3 million. I mean, you know, he's he's a he's a. I, I see this as a low cost flyer, and from the Magic, just uh, they weren't going to pay him, so you might as well get something for him. And there wasn't going to be much. I mean, he's not been. I hear what you're saying. I, I just still find it uh, just shocking that all it took. Oh, to when get these high lottery picks, yeah, when pick, they get because yeah. he's like the tenth pick, right? It might, he might have even been higher. Um, but regardless, let's move on. Tyreek Evans yeah. still in Memphis, not traded. Kind of surprised. Uh, um, Kenneth Fareed also not traded. Yeah, that's I was a surprised on both of those. Kenneth Fareed. Yeah, I thought I would love to see him like get, a fresh start. get out. He's only 28. Yeah, he used to be really yeah. good, and just for some reason, it's not working out in Denver. Yeah, Denver's been a weird, a weird basketball wasteland for the last few years. Really odd. Uh, I know they have. I mean, I know they have Jokic, but like, it's just been kind of a weird team. Yeah. Uh, Portland, my pseudo Portland Trailblazers, your pseudo team, my pseudo team have traded for Noah Vonley to the Chicago Bills for the rights to someone I've never heard of, and it's really just for uh, they were really really close to the luxury tax line, and it, when you're that close, I think mandate is usually well, you know, let's not. Now, how do you feel so, about that? Is Noah Vonley a uh, 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 no, I don't care. You don't care. I don't care. I mean, he was fine. He was. He was. You know, some nice depth to have. Yeah. But I, I don't think this is a you prefer deal. The, and, and, and to be cap flexibility. No, I don't. I don't care about Paul Allen's money. I especially don't care about Paul <laughs> Allen's money. He has so much money. But um, I don't begrudge them. You know, they're paying a lot of money for a team that's not going to win a championship. And so, you know, 
I think it's uh, they. I'm really, really happy that they didn't trade Lillard or McCollum. Um, I really wish they wouldn't have given out insane contracts a couple years ago to Myers Leonard and uh, Evan Turner, especially Myers Leonard. Mm-hmm. Holy moly! But like, you know, this is fine. Cool. They got rid of someone with some small amount of value for some small amount of value back. I, I, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans trading for Dante Cunningham to Brooklyn in exchange for Rashad Vaughn. A little surprising. Uh, uh, Dante Cunningham was was definitely some uh, it, it just just because they're trading a forward at the same time that they lost Cousins I, I, a little bit surprising for a guard mm-hmm. but I I think he's actually slightly injured right now mm-hmm. I mean Dante Cunningham is nobody's Dante Cunningham is not the answer to any question you should be asking yourself okay now we're coming up on the big deal of the day Three team deal between Denver Nuggets, New York Knicks, and Dallas Mavericks that will send Devin Harris to Denver. Devin Harris to Denver. Emmanuel to New York, and Doug McDermott to Dallas. Yeah, I like Doug McDermott going to Dallas. That's probably my favorite part of that yeah. deal. I'm happy for him because he seems like a guy that will uh, uh, to go from such Carlisle a dysfunctional system to play for, for Carlisle. Yeah, I think he's going to get the best out of him, and, and I'm excited yeah. to see what happens there. I feel the worst for Emmanuel Moutier. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and Devin Harris, it's just like the fact that Devin Harris is still a starter or a player in the NBA is fascinating to me. So you know, good for Devin Harris. Yeah, good for all of them. Hope you like. Hope you like being high. Up. <sighs> all right, we have so much. Yeah. To... So let's keep going in this order, though, because this is also kind of the most least interesting to most interesting. Although I have some things to say about this first one. Ah, uh, yeah. So Cleveland traded uh, apparently a, a shooting guard, uh, Dwayne Wade, to the Miami Heat in exchange for a heavily protected second-round pick. Yeah, basically. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I mean, look, this is obviously an acknowledgement by Kobe Altman. Is that his name? Yeah. That uh, that nothing that they did in the summer was really smart or helpful at all. Dwayne Wade is and obviously not the player... That he used to be, no. But he's been pretty. Uh, I good thought they for as, he's, as a he's six been man. great. No, he's been great as a six man. And they went to LeBron and they said, "Hey, we want to do this," and made sure they got his permission. And they asked Dwayne if he wanted this. They let Dwayne decide. So all reports suggest, mm-hmm. and basically just sent him back to the Miami, Miami Heat so we can so we can all pretend that the Chicago Bulls and the Cleveland Cavaliers never happened and he was a he, he you know Heat for life. Yeah. So Dwayne Wade's and, going back home. I guess that's cool. For yeah, him. I, I, I think this is actually one of those things that will will make players look favorably on the Cavs organization. Like Dwayne Wade was put obviously signed with this team to play with his friend LeBron, and it was really awful situation. Other than hanging out with his best friend LeBron, and now he gets to go back to a situation he knows very well and likes, where he's revered as a legend. The Heat get to treasure having him for a little while longer. He, he, you know, I, I, Dwayne Wade's going to play a couple more years probably, right? But he's not a relevant basketball player at this point. He's He's an okay six man, or yeah. Player. I mean, that's he's a guy who could come off. I mean, the, the best thing about Cleveland uh, prior to today uh, has been their second unit, and he was a big part of that. I don't know. It seems. Oh yeah, I'm not saying this is good for Cleveland, but it's good. It's good for Wade. Yeah, it seems it seems a little odd to me, but I guess uh, I, I guess yeah, it's it's so unfathomable unfathomable to me that this would be the case, but perhaps. It is just Cleveland doing the right thing by uh, by a, a well-respected vet sending him back home. Um, yeah, and I think it helps. You know, they're really, obviously, this whole thing as we move forward was to try to 
shuffle the deck on the culture and just basically do a do over for the second. That makes that makes sense to me. And by all accounts, uh, in the last few years, Dwayne Wade, as his powers have diminished, has not been the best locker room presence. Um, So maybe maybe this will be good. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was really smart of them, really smart to get LeBron on board, who Instagrammed a nice uh, thing about. Uh, about Wade mm-hmm. and I think that you know if they have any hope of keeping LeBron this summer and I actually think they do um, not, a, not a lot but some um, that's the right move to make, cool. to make sure LeBron is happy I have a hope of founding, uh, finding $100 on the sidewalk when I leave my house you have a chance of yeah. doing that <laughs> now we're getting into some getting into it bigger fish to fry so the Cleveland has acquired <laughs> Rodney Hood from the Jazz and George Hill yeah. from the Sacramento Kings uh, yeah. in a deal that also involves Joe Johnson and Amon Shumpert, Shumpert um, yeah. who the Cleveland didn't uh, give up or will not get. Oh, well, they gave, they gave up Amon. They didn't give up Joe Johnson. Um, but uh, they gave up Jake. Oh, they also gave up Jay Crowder and Derek Rose. Now, Derek Rose has been... Uh, like a non-factor this year he might as well not be playing uh, basketball he's done very 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 little jay crowder um started out pretty disappointing but had has has been pretty decent uh for like the last month or so for cleveland so they 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 didn't give up nothing to get uh to get these players what, what do you think rodney hood george hill let me ask the first question what the hell is sacramento doing well, so because let's look at this. So Cleveland gets Rodney Hood and George uh-huh. Hill. George Hill, large guard, they really wanted. Yeah, he, he definitely makes Cleveland better. Definitely makes Cleveland. Doesn't better. need the ball as yeah. much. Probably a better fit than Isaiah Thomas for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Rodney Hood, kind of a actually having a I mean, Rodney Hood scoring about seventeen points a game this year. Uh, shooting guard probably replaces Dwayne Wade on the second unit mm-hmm. would be my guess. Um, Utah gets Jay oh, Crowder, who Rodney probably just needs. Uh, oh, I, guess, I mean, oh. J.R. Smith has been pretty bad. Yeah, I guess I was assuming Smith, but yeah, Rodney Hood could. Well, now they can choose which yeah. one, and yeah. one of those guys will be the new Dwayne Wade, and one of the guys will be the new J.R. Smith. Utah gets Jay Crowder, which I think is a really smart move by yeah, them. Yeah, he gets to play because, with his old buddy, Jonas Urebko. Yeah, and he was really good in Boston, and he was not good in Cleveland, and he probably, you know, that situation by all accounts was toxic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Utah has a really nice culture from everything we've heard, basketball-wise. People think that and they'll probably so, buy out uh, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, yeah. I, I don't even know if Derrick Rose will play again. I mean, he was barely going to come back to play again anyway. Yeah. Um, but the the truly unfathomable part of this to me that I have not understood unless they just really wanted a 2022nd round pick is why the hell Sacramento wants Joe Johnson and Iman Shumpert. Yeah, and apparently uh, the the better of the two, I mean, Joe Johnson's obviously old and he's not the player he used to be, but he can still score no. a little bit. Um, apparently yeah. they're thinking that they're going to try to buy him out. Buy him out. Yeah. So great. So, you got Iman Shumpert and a 2020 second round pick, and you gave up like a pretty solid player. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I agree with you. It makes no sense. Shumpert is scoring four points a game. He's currently injured, right? Or is he not injured? No, maybe he's just out of the rotation. No, okay, yeah. He, oh, he was. Yeah, he has plantar fasciitis. He's not, like, super injured. Yeah. But he's, I don't believe he's able to play it right away. Plus, he did cut his hair, and it does not look as good. Amon Shumpert uh, is not very good. No, he's just not that good. Yeah. And, and then, and so Cleveland won the hell out of this trade. 
Uh, we can talk about the next trade, and that's a different situation. <laughs> but this one makes a ton of sense to me. They got the players they wanted, and for less than I thought they were going to have to give up. Yeah, no, this, uh, this, is, mean, this is an absolute hijacking. Um, yeah. I mean, we can get into how, how much it really improves them, because it's not like they got any transcendent superstar players, but Rodney Hood and George But I don't think Hill, they need a... Tra- you don't think they need that? They just need to kind of... I don't think they need you know. a transcendent star. I think what they need is a team that makes more sense. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think they have two all, you know, all NBA talents in LeBron and Kevin Love, uh-huh. and they need a team that works with that. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. They had this weird collection of LeBron friends and hangers-on, and uh, uh, you know, Isaiah Thomas, and we'll get to that, was the only sort of interesting thing about what they were doing in the summer, where it's like, okay, if he can be, and obviously he hasn't uh-huh. been... But, like, I think that this, you know, I've been kind of thinking about this all day, you know, just since this morning when we first heard about this. But I think I like this trade a lot, and the next trade I'm much, 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 much more skeptical on. I uh, I agree. I, I like it for Cleveland. As a basketball fan, I'm just kind of like, wow, a uh, team that's made the finals for the last three years straight with the guy who's made the last thousand finals in a row. Yeah, uh, every final in NBA history, just, I believe. Just point. got uh, the better end of a really lopsided trade. Sweet. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And Sacramento, just what the hell are you doing, Sacramento? Yeah. Never stop kings in it. It just goes to show, you know, like there always there will always be you know teams that will make these really really terrible decisions. You know, they're out there. Yeah. And smart GMs will sniff them out. And I don't even know that Kobe Altman is a great GM, although he's 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 looking pretty good today. Um, He's looking really good today. We'll see. He's untested. We don't know. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Almost an hour into our podcast. <laughs> oh, holy! We love you, butts. This is yeah. This is wow. This is amazing. This is, this is amazing. Everything about this is amazing. This this, this oh, man. Um, <laughs> we don't have a lot of time left, so let's just no. Just delve let's into get it. Get into it. There's a lot of stuff here. Uh, There's so much. The Cavs have traded Isaiah Thomas. And Channing Fry plus their own and protected two twenty eighteen first round pick. Yeah. For Jordan two? Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. Formerly of the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Now Okay. Um <laughs> Larry Nance. Yeah. The good player. He's good. Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Uh, he will probably be their backup point guard. Twenty-five years old, uh, can score about fifteen points a game, about three assists yeah. a game. Like he's he's decent. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Larry Nance is a little bit more of a role player, but he's also really young. Um, yeah, uh, twenty-five years old. This is pretty amazing. This I so Channing Fry. Is is not been very good this year. I like Channing Fry. Yeah, I, I, he's a really good dude by all accounts. Yeah, Channing Fry. he seems to be a really he's nice guy. Thirty four years old. He's, he's at the end not, of his career. Um, yeah, he's had a good career. Yeah, uh, and and you know a protected twenty eighteen first round pick. Like good for you, L A. They do draft really well. Um, some people would say that they they're better later in the draft than they are early in the draft. If you look at you know yeah, I've heard a lot of thoughts that they're probably going to trade that pick to get off of the Luol Deng contract, which makes a lot of sense. Well, it's a little late for that unless they plan on doing it in the offseason. No, 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 at the in the offseason. Um, and then yeah. Isaiah Thomas, uh, boy, okay, 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 okay. Um, 
first of all, one really interesting aspect about this to me is that, so what the Lakers are doing is they're opening up cap space. Uh, Fry and Thomas are both expiring contracts. Uh, Clarkson and Nance were not. And now they have a whole lot of money in the offseason. Now, this is interesting because a lot of uh, reports have been coming out that say, saying that the Lakers don't really realistically think they have a chance to to get LeBron in the offseason like a lot of people thought was going to happen or, or any big free agent. But they've certainly now have put themselves in a position to do that. And that seems to be what they want to do, right? Yeah, they were obviously opening slots. Now, they say that they might... It might be this season. It might be next season. Mm-hmm. If the Lakers actually make it through a summer and preserve a meaningful amount of cap space, that would be amazing. Like teams never manage to do that somehow. Like if they really do the like, bring on two year, you know, overpay for two contracts that are on a, that are one year mm-hmm. um, to keep themselves sort of interesting, and then redo this uh, next summer if they if they don't get the the things they want this summer. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, from a from a Lakers perspective, this is a grand slam home run, right? I mean, Isaiah Thomas, I mean, has anyone had a bigger, crappier, like, one-year swing of their professional career than Isaiah Thomas? He went from, you know, Boston's going to back Top up a Top five truck. MVP candidate. Yeah. yeah. About to get a mega max, max contract. To he's a expiring contract on a lottery-bound Lakers. I mean, that's what he, that he, that's what he is in this trade. They weren't yeah. trading for Isaiah Thomas. No, they, they have no interest in Isaiah Thomas. Contract. Uh, yeah, and in fact, if, if LeBron goes there, you can almost guarantee yourself that Isaiah Thomas will not yeah, be there. I mean, LeVar Ball is the guy that they're going to be starting. That's the guy that they want to develop. That's the guy they They want. are not going to be starting, starting LeVar Ball. If they start LeVar Ball, I will start watching every Lakers ball. Sorry, game. Once a ball. Yeah, um, but if they, wouldn't that be amazing if they started LeVar Ball? How, how checked out I am with that family. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is what like, I'm here for, buddy. i got to be honest. As, as a real big fan of Isaiah Thomas... This yeah. is a huge bummer. Like now, yeah. He he was really really running his mouth in Cleveland, um throwing a, a lot of shade and, and accusing people of not playing hard and oh, not yeah. coming together like yeah, yeah. I I know it's always been in his character to be extremely frank and honest in interviews to to a degree that is sometimes like wow, you know? I mean, for example, the Brinks truck comments, which was uh for those who don't know, uh uh when he, he was talking about his coming free agency and uh, whether or not he'd re-sign with the Celtics, he said, oh, well, they better back up the Brinks truck, suggesting he, he felt he deserved a lot of money. That that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, um, my, myself included. I thought, well, geez, I've never quite seen a, a superstar get so far ahead of himself, you know. Um, yeah. 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 So then, you know, then he gets injured, and obviously that's been a, a big part of his play this year is he hasn't really been able to get back into shape, and people are questioning whether or not he will ever be able to. I really hope that he can, but uh, but you know, this is where his height really becomes a problem. Yeah. I mean, when 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 you lose any percentage of your athleticism at, at, at that height in the NBA, it, it's a huge, huge uh, detriment. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just find it all yeah. so. Uh, it's just so Depressing. so sad, you know. These things can change so quickly. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Mm. Isaiah Thomas's life over the last twelve months has been kind of one of the more interesting uh, looks at you know, like you said, at the 
the way this stuff works, it's uh, it's crazy. So, yeah, is there like a silver lining here? Like, let me just throw this scenario out here and tell me if you think this is realistic. So Isaiah Thomas comes off the bench. He takes the rest of the season to kind of play himself back into shape, see where he's at, yeah. and he gets finds some sort of like decent contract next year. Obviously, not a max, but he can he he will be a free agent. He can go wherever he wants that they'll have him, and you know. Maybe maybe some kind of outside-the-box team like San Antonio says, okay, we'll give you $12 million a year, um, and we have a vision for a role for you in this organization. Or, or a team like uh, Dallas, which has had a lot of success with a, a guy like J.J. Barrett, who's a, another undersized, uh, bad defensively, good offensively point guard. I think the best case scenario for Isaiah Thomas right now is that he bets on himself next year, takes a one-year deal, mm-hmm. uh, someplace where he can play, mm-hmm. someplace that wants, like, like Philly would have been a few years ago, where it's like you're going to play a bunch, but they're not going to keep you um, because you're not in their long-term plans. Mm-hmm. And you come out and you show that you're the Isaiah Thomas that you know was fifth in the MVP voting two years ago, and then you sign that big contract extension the next year. And, in fact, that's actually better for him from a league perspective because there are quite a lot more teams projected to have cap space that summer than there are this summer, um, and et cetera, et cetera. But, man, oof, that is a brutal path forward. Now, the other alternative, like you said, is he'll if be, someone like a San Antonio. He'll be 29 at that point. Yeah. If someone like a San Antonio um, comes in this summer and says, hey, yeah, we want to lock you up to, say, something like a three-year, 48, 50 million, something like that, um, you know, will you do that? Maybe a player option, player or team option for the third year. God, if I might say something, Thomas, I say like yes, that. please. I mean, he makes like five million dollars a year. Like, yeah, I mean, he's never had a big contract. If he can get so, if he can get a contract yeah. like that, I I know he wants a max. It's it's not going to happen. He's not going to get it. It's not going to happen this not year. Going to happen. It's probably not going to happen next year. If you can get something yeah, that's in that like year. low, uh, uh, low teens, yeah, low teens, um, just yeah. anything in the the double digit millions per year like take it you know um yeah. and i don't know that that contract's even out there like in all honesty not this summer. no it's probably it, pretty optimistic yeah yeah I, I suspect he will be on a on a pretty minimal one year or two year deal maybe maybe two year with a with a team option for eight or ten million i mean but there's a lot of teams that aren't gonna have more than the mid-level which i think is at something like six right it's just yeah it's crazy how quick this can change because when he first signed with cleveland a lot of people you know, no one, no one. Okay, with Cleveland, or when he first got traded to Cleveland, Isaiah. Ah, okay. Uh, a lot of people were like, "Ah, Kyrie, Isaiah, basically the same like, guy." Is Kyrie really better than Isaiah? Isaiah had a more efficient Spoiler scoring scene. Yes. Yeah, all this stuff. He gets to Cleveland. They're selling his shirts. They're putting him in ads. It's like, oh, we got yeah. another All Star to play with LeBron. Plus this pick. Plus this. Plus this. Now, like, I mean, they're probably not even going to be selling his jersey. In like the Lakers arena, right? No, yeah, he's a non he's a non entity. I mean, this is it's kind of like um, you know Simmons spent years talking about the hijacking, the supposed hijacking that was the Pau Gasol trade. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then in retrospect, that was actually a really good trade for Memphis. Yeah, uh, you know they got Mark Gasol. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably one of the probably the only time brothers have been traded for each other in NBA history. Um, and then you look at something like the Harden trade, and that was as big a disaster as as. Uh, everyone thought it was mm-hmm. these trades take a while to play out but i mean like the narrative this summer was yeah it was austin gave up too much yeah 
And the narrative now is, oh my god, that's one of the most lopsided trades in the history of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, and and now, and, and obviously that is largely dependent, that could still flip again, because it really depends on what happens with that pick. Yeah. But... And right now, even though Detroit, even though Detroit, even though Brooklyn has like the sixth or seventh or eighth best record, a worst record, all those teams are really, really clumped together. There's no clear favorite for who will be the worst at the end of the year. And year. there's certainly incentive for other teams on that list to be really bad, to tank, whereas yeah. Brooklyn does not. I don't think Brooklyn's going to be. I think it'll be a top ten pick for sure, but it will not. I don't think it's going to be anywhere close to number one. I mean, New York is currently and, ahead of Brooklyn, and they're they're going to completely bottom out, right? Yeah, yeah, there's there's a bunch of teams. Yeah. There's this is absolutely, and maybe that's even what Sacramento was trying to do. Yeah. But um, they're 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 just. I don't think that pick's going to be a game changer, but it could be. I mean, let, let's say they draft Jan, the next Giannis with that pick, right? Yeah. Then you say, oh my goodness, what a great trade that was. One in but the hundred chance. I, I understand yeah. that. I'm just saying that you know these things are. But that's kind of the same thing that happened with that Marcus Ole thing. Uh-huh. Like nobody knew. Uh-huh, that's true. Nobody that's knew. True. And uh, and so you know. I mean, sometimes it is what you think it is, and sometimes it just isn't. But it is just an astonishing turn of events. Now, from a Cleveland Cavaliers perspective, they gave L.A. the path to get LeBron, although I don't think they're super worried about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And they took on, like, $28 million of next year's salary, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what basically, to my mind, what they did was they just reshuffled everything, put a whole do-over on the culture, the locker room, the season, everything. By the way, do you think they're going to have to practice now? Like, is LeBron going to have yeah, to actually practice yeah. in season? I think with like six new guys, probably should. Yeah, but like you know, let's say for example that they uh, that the pieces fit and that the that Kobe Altman's right and that the sum is better than you know on paper they lost some talent and on paper they got some talent. But let's say that this actually does fit better, which I I think it will. I think this is a better Cavaliers team today than it was yesterday, uh-huh. but. Let's assume that they go on that they end up being the team we thought they would be this season, which is like they probably are one of the top couple seeds in the East. They probably win the East. They probably go to the finals. They probably get destroyed by either Houston or Golden mm-hmm. State. Probably Golden State, mm-hmm. right? Let's say that happens. Uh, whether LeBron leaves or not, this was the right move for this season. Yeah, I agree because the that's the best scenario they they have is that they make the finals again. Because if LeBron leaves. Uh, they still have some pretty decent players, you know. They have, they have, they you, yeah. You recenter around Kevin Love for the rest of his contract. You draft someone good with that Brooklyn pick. Yeah, uh, their own pick was going to be not that useful anyway. Yeah. And yeah, you're paying Jordan Clarkson, but it's one year of money. You're you're paying next year. You have a a, a, a kind of a silly roster, and then the next year after that, you're off the money. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I, these are not long term deals. Like I I think this was a um like a grand slam, like I said for L A. And I think it was a solid base hit for Cleveland. I think, like, I don't think that they could have done much. Better. I think when people are going to be looking at this in hindsight, they're going to say that Cleveland hedged a little bit too much because they didn't give up the Nets pick, um, yeah, which probably would have brought in a more transformed player and had given them a better chance to be competitive. In the maybe I'm not sure of that, but maybe. Well, maybe I'm not sure what was out there for that pick. Yeah. I guess we'll. Uh, I guess we'll see. Man, yeah. you uh, you have a job interview to get to, so we should not keep you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I need to get myself s- straight before the, the the phone call. We uh, but... we apologize for our absence. Uh, we were gone for a little while. Um, it's been a it's been a pretty hectic week for both of us, and we, and we just couldn't find a, a time to get it together. Um, but we're 
we're gonna try to do better. You know, we don't like we don't like missing a week because obviously uh, when we come back, we have too much stuff to talk about, and the uh, yeah the deep lengthy insight that we uh, <laughs> that we that we specialize yeah. that we're that we're so known for. <laughs> basketball community wide um yeah no so yeah this is a bit stressful we had some stuff going on but we're back and uh you know we'll we'll do our best yeah, you know it's all we can it's all we can do all we can do is yeah. our best sometimes um anyway sometimes uh yeah thanks thanks for listening please uh send emails to playground rules at this domain doesn't exist dot whatever we don't have an email address. Maybe we'll get one eventually. <laughs> Maybe we'll get one eventually. <laughs> if you have thoughts on these trades, share them with Shout your friends. Shout out to the sky. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, talk to the clouds. Um, anyway, Arika, yeah, good luck, and I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you. Sounds good. Bye. Take care.